Welcome to the Matters of the Heart podcast with me, Bishop Sharon Jones. This podcast is designed to equip, empower, support, and change lives through a whole and healthy relationship with God while dealing with the matters of the heart. I want you to download, subscribe, follow, and share this app with your friends. While you are listening, invite them to join in. It can only be a blessing. I know something is going to be said that will bless you and give you strength for your journey. These next few weeks are going to be quite informative and interesting because we are going to be discussing debt cancellation and money management. Debt cancellation and money management. The Lord has said this is our season of the open door. How many of you believe that today? The Lord said this is our season of the open door. It's our season of increase and the overflow. We're always, listen, we're always decreeing and declaring that we're going to be millionaires when we are flat, broke, busted, and disgusted. I believe that my guests over the next few weeks are going to be a blessing, and you don't want to miss these Friday episodes. They're going to help you with debt and money management. You listen in, and you invite someone else to listen in so that we all can gain some knowledge, all right? I am so excited today because I have two very special guests with me, Pastors Dolores and Pastor Gary Burgess, the authors of Debt Management, A Call to Action. They both are ordained ministers and maintain dual careers in ministry and business. Pastor Gary is the financial advisor for Impact Worship Center, Atlanta, Georgia. Pastor Dolores is a certified action coach and founder of Tri-Action Life Center based in Stone Mountain, Georgia, where she ministers coaches, and mentors spiritual growth and personal development. The Burgesses, who own Healthcare Integrated System Incorporated, a healthcare technology consulting company, facilitate their uh, their debt cancellation workshops around the country and co-facilitate other personal financial and business plan development seminars. Welcome, Burgesses. I am so happy to have you join me today. Thank you. We're happy to be here. Yes. Thank you, uh, Bishop Sharon, for uh, for inviting us. I'm, I'm so happy. I'm glad you accepted the invitation. I am. When the Lord laid you on my heart, when God put this debt cancellation thought in my spirit, I remembered your book. Hallelujah. And I have read your book, Debt Cancellation, <laughs> A Call to Action, and it is amazing. Oh my God, it is amazing and it blessed me so much. And I know as others get this book and then listen to you all talk today, it's going to be a blessing to them also. Tell me, listen, tell me now, let's just, let's just talk. Tell me who came up with this idea of writing a book on debt cancellation, a call to action. I know it's a story behind it. I know it is. So explain to us your debt story. Come on, just talk to us. All righty. Well, I'm going to start off with that and I'm going to let Pastor Gary just kind of come behind me because we have a very unique story, uh, Bishop Sharon. This is so amazing how the Lord set this up for us, uh, you know, because it was it was a fixed fight. Let me just say that up front. But it was definitely a fight. And uh, Gary happens to be the, uh, the the main character or the main person that the Lord, I felt, was really trying to reach in our journey. It was our journey together, but uh, it was his teaching, I believe, uh, that the Lord wanted him to to really get because of our spiritual gifts, our our gifts that we actually are. Uh, are I'm just going to say gifted by God to do. I'm a teacher at heart. I'm a motivator and an encourager. Gary's 
spiritual gift is is finance and administration. And and this thing about the debt was all about him understanding how to manage, how to utilize, how to actually uh, be obedient with God's money. At the time, we didn't know it was God's money, though. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait. Teach you how to be obedient uh-huh. to managing God's money. Yes, yes. But you didn't know at the time that it was God's money. We didn't money. know it was God's money. We thought it was our right. money. You thought it was your money. Yeah. And yeah. you're messing it up. You're messing it up. Yeah, absolutely. And and Gary was making a lot of it. We we both had great jobs, great incomes, and he was making a lot of it, but he thought it was all his to spend. And wow. uh, I can say this, we, we this may sound really delicate for some people, but between us, we know this story so well that it's okay to say this, that um, he didn't have any money management skill. And I had a little bit, but not not as much, but he was the one that was making the most money. And he felt that it was his money to spend any way that he wanted to, any any time, any kind, because he could make more. He didn't even realize that it was God that gave him the ability to make the money. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. So, uh, so we actually, once we went into debt, of course, once, and then we got out and then we went back into debt again, um, we started to realize, you know what people, people want to know this information. They were asking us, how did you get to this point? How did you become debt free? Really help us to understand this. And we started doing debt cancellation calls. We would be on the telephone. Gary's kind of shy. He's not like me. I'm out there up front. I don't have any issue being, being in front of people, teaching and talking and sharing. But he was a little bit shy. And so we started doing these calls and we realized that more and more people wanted to hear more. They wanted to understand. So then we turned it into a workshop. And once the workshop came, we were sharing uh, the resources that we had learned from, mostly Gary getting books on, you know, from uh, Dave Ramsey. We found a, a very, very instrumental book written by Creflo Dollar called No More Debt. And we would give those books away. And then people were saying, wait a minute now, what about you all's book? Why you all haven't written a book? Now, I was ready to write the book, but Gary wasn't quite ready to write the book. So we had to wait till he was ready. And we, you know, we we just kept keeping, I guess we kept all of the detail. We kept really, you know, making sure that the truth came forth, dealing into those delicate areas of uh, understanding what the word of God said about money understanding the changes that we needed to make, being obedient, as I said. And then we we said, OK, let, let's do this. And so I actually gifted him one Christmas, a, a, a sort of, a, I guess, a few chapters of a draft just to kind of get him going about writing this book. And that started the whole thing. And we finally got the book written. And uh, I mean, it has been a blessing. So I'm so glad that you've enjoyed it. I'm glad yes. that you've gotten some yes. of it. Yes. There's so much to the story, so many layers. And, and he's going to share a little bit more about that with you as well, with, with of course, all your listeners listeners as well, because the story is, is, is very unique, very deep, but uh, it's almost one-sided because my husband was spending the money and I didn't know it. Oh. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't know we were in the condition that we were in. All right. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a journey to get to this point, to get to where we could actually tell the truth about everything. Uh, one thing, I, we've had so many very specific questions that people have asked us all the time. Uh, and one of those things is that about the supernatural, because we talk about the supernatural in this mm-hmm. book a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, we call that a bonus, if you will, because once we understood that God was going to deliver Right. And I didn't even understand that first. Gary understood it. He said the Lord spoke to him and, and shared that with him. And he, he it got confirmed in so many ways on so many platforms. Once he knew that God was going to render him debt free, uh-huh. he was like, wow, I don't have to do anything. I just need to be obedient. I need to know what the word of God says. And I just need to do what God has asked me to do. And once we began doing that, once he got in line and realized that, like I said, God was the one that gave him the power to earn the wealth, that the wealth belonged to the Lord <laughs> and that it wasn't his. It just set us on this path. I'm telling you, there was so, so many supernatural blessings that we saw through this process, but I'm going to let him share a little bit more because like I said, this is, this is primarily his story. I was the support. I was the help meet. And the, the thing that was really key to our situation at the same time, that this was 
This was so much Gary's journey was that I was actually dealing with my own journey. Mm-hmm. I was actually going through breast cancer at the time. Yes. Yes. So, yes. you know, uh, uh, I had a very different mindset, a very different perspective on dealing with this debt thing. I'm like, okay, God is going to do what he needs to do. I need healing in my health. We need healing in our finances. So, you know, there, there was a, there was, there was work that needed to be done on both our parts. Both sides. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Come yeah. on, come on, Pastor Gary, talk to us. <laughs> well, let me just start by uh, saying and just uh, reciting my favorite scripture. Uh, and it comes out of Deuteronomy 8, 18, where oh. God tells us, but thou shall remember. And the key word here is to remember All the right. Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth and that that he may, that he may, another key word, he may establish his covenant, which is one unto thy fathers as it is this day. So, you know, we talk about, um, uh, this, this, this covenant, what is this covenant that, that, that God made between himself and man? And it tracks back that covenant was established uh, between God and man through the seed of Abraham, which can, uh, be found in Genesis chapter 12, you know, verses two and three, when God told Abraham that I will bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. And through your seed, all families on the earth shall be blessed. All right. That is the core scripture that changed me because like my wife has said, like the Lord had said, I thought that the money that I was making was based on my own ability. You know, and so I did whatever I wanted to do with it. So that was a flawed, I guess, a, a flawed value system. And how many people, men and women, have that same type mind frame? Mm-hmm. 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 I make it. I can do what it with it. Anything I want to do. And look, nobody has nothing to say anything That's about right. it. You can't <laughs> say anything about it. Right. That's right. Right. So I just wanted to. Uh, you know, the old me just said, hey, I make it. I just like you said, I do what I want, when I want, buy what I want. And then before you know it, I was conforming to the world system, mm-hmm. the world's economy, mm-hmm. telling me what I should do with my money, mm-hmm. telling me I should go buy things, live this good life or this American dream. And the lights were flashing bright, too, weren't they? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I drove a brand new BMW. Every wow. Day. Every two years and and uh, even brought my surprised my wife with a new Volvo uh, one one year. She didn't even well, ask. Those lights were flashing real bright. Yeah, yeah real bright, too real bright, bright, too bright. Yeah. And then too just bright. Also, yeah, and just also, you know, using the, the, the gift of the money that God has blessed me with. I, I use these words now, but, you know, based on my own flawed um, uh, money system. Uh, I was doing things that was not pleasing to God. I was basically sowing and or giving in unfertile ground. I was doing things for others outside of my wife's knowledge, uh, giving money away, you know, just out of guilt and all these other things. And just, um, uh, you know, just doing all these things that wasn't fruitful. And at the end of the day, there was, we had no savings, no real assets, you know, Bishop, it it looked pretty good on the surface. Hmm. You know, it looked like we had it going on and all that kind of stuff, but I call that just cyber money because really, you know, it's money coming in, at one rate, but then so much money going out. And before you know it, it catches up with you. But what really changed me was it was uh, something that occurred when my sister, uh, Yvonne, she called me up and she asked me if I could give her $200. And she said that she wouldn't be able to pay me back. That's why she wasn't asking me for uh, a loan. She just asked if I can give her $200 because she needed it for something. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have $200 to my name wow. to give to her. I mean, here I am making over $100,000 a year. Wow. And I had no money to help my sister who had a legitimate need. And that really meant I was hurt. I was embarrassed. I was frustrated. I was uh, mad at, at myself. And I knew that I needed to change something, but I just didn't know what it was. And um, so, you know, I just got... As they say, sick of being sick and tired. That was me. Sick, Mm. you know, just sick of being sick and tired. And I knew I need to make a change. And then that's when I underwent, uh, I'll say, a transformation, you know, just just searching, um, searching uh, 
I, I read some secular books, but it was my wife who told me to 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 purchase uh, uh, some books, you know, just written by by men and women of God on finances, on money. And I did that. But when I when I when I opened those books and then I said, here is Deuteronomy 818, that the money that I earn first of all, all belongs to God. And then it has purpose, which is to establish God's kingdom. You know, so it was like a, just a transformation of my mind, the renewing of my mind, you know, just, just, just having a, uh, a kingdom mindset as opposed to a worldly mindset. So, so that really is what changed me. You know, everything that we've done um, with the book and these workshops and all, you know, I'm always saying, remember the Lord thy God, it is he that gives us the power to get wealth or to earn an income. He owns everything because there's a part B to establish his kingdom. Establish his kingdom. Amen. So you, so you're explain that to establish his kingdom. He, you make the money. He, you know, he allow, he gives you the power to get the wealth. So it's not just for us to spend it, spend it, spend it right. on houses, cars, clothes, this thing and that thing. But do you mean to tell me it's there for us to establish the kingdom? Right. Establish his kingdom. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's um, responsibilities that we have in terms of being uh, stewards of the money in which he has entrusted in our care, like taking care of the affairs of the church. You know, we cannot and, expect the world to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's why God's economy, you know, is based off of giving and receiving, uh, sowing and reaping, increase, abundance. That's what God's economy is, is, is all about. But the world's economy is based off of get, 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 you know, uh, mortgaging our lives, you know, by using credit, you know, paying for for, for things that we, we, we can't afford, but we need to be, be with God's money because God owns everything, uh, including our money. We need to be right. ready with our money. And he does give us some directives, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, returning of our tithe, you know, returning back 10% of that, which he, you know, that he has entrusted in our care in terms of our income or what have you, uh, giving offerings and, and sowing seed, but sowing seed in the fertile ground, which is in church and ministry to support God's mission, you know, sending evangelists all over the country to four corners of the world uh, to teach the gospel, to, to, to lead others to Christ. Uh, what about the poor? What about the hungry? You know, uh, what about when someone is in need? That's that's the kingdom. And that's why God wants us to 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 be mindful of that so that we can be in what I call a ready state to be deployed with our resources. You know, ministry <laughs> costs money. That's right. And, and, and if you were to search the Bible, you will find that money and prosperity is mentioned more than any other subject in the Bible. That means that uh, it's important to God and he wanted to let us know that. So, um, you know, so it's just been a blessing to be able to to learn this and to, 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 to teach others about it. I'm so passionate about it because I hate that. And I hate the way that makes me feel. Listen, listen, you said something in your book and I quote, we feel every Christian should know what God says about his money and how he feels about your debt. Explain this to us. Yeah, uh, that's that's one of the things that I think that has kept Gary and I really going because we point people to the word of God. Yes, we point them there first to help them understand if, if you and I'll even go this far. Let me say this. I, I, I encourage people to get a Bible that they can understand the translation. Everybody can't, you know, interpret the King James Version. I'm, I have a hard time with it myself. I say, get you a Bible that speaks your language so that you can clearly understand it. And then we, of course, direct them to the scriptures. Because if we don't understand what the word of God says, if we don't understand what he means, if we don't understand what he's asking us to do, if we don't understand what our our, our duty is, if you will, then we won't, we won't change. It's hard enough just contending with the world and what the, the world is requiring and asking of us. And it, some of it even seems reasonable in what the world is asking. 
But like we were saying, God's economy is very different from the world's economy. God's system is very different from the world's system. So you have to know what the word of God says in order to be able to translate it into your personal life and make it practical to be able to literally apply it. And application is the one thing that a lot of people don't do. They might even know what the word says, but they don't apply it. Don't apply it. Yeah. All right. In your book, you styled yourself as being faithful tithing Christians who were obedient and giving your tithes and offerings. Okay, you were obedient in giving your tithes and offerings. You did it like the Lord say, do it. Okay, you were faithful tithers. Over over your head, listen, faithful tithers. Right. Over your head in debt, Christians. I'm going to say that again. That don't make no sense. Faithful tithers. Over your head in debt, Christians who were obedient in giving your tithes and, and how was that? How was that possible? How were you faithful tithers over your head in debt, Christians? Uh, well, here's 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 the thing about that. So, you know, I I knew that we were supposed to give because, you know, God has given to me and, uh, and it's, you know, it's one of my spiritual gifts. So as a family, you know, we, you know, we, we, we were giving and we were, uh, we used to use the term paying our tithes as opposed to now returning our tithes. Mm -hmm. And I had this uh, flawed mindset, lacking spiritual understanding and the purpose of money uh, the purpose of stewardship, I had this flawed mindset was that if we give and be obedient <laughs> to the 10%, the tithe, then I'm free and clear. I could do whatever I want with the other 90%. And I, so I ripped through it, you know, um, just out of, you know, reverence or fear of God. So I made sure that I was covered or we as a family was covered with, you know, with paying our tithe. Mm-hmm. And uh, but that was really, really flawed. That was that was not going to be one of the problems. The Lord wasn't going right. to get you right. uh, for not paying your tithes and not giving your offer. Right. Right. But that was flawed because it turned out that he wasn't pleased with it because I was All corrupting right. the seed. I was corrupting the other 90 percent. Mm. What you say? So even though I was it, it was like the it was like the right the right action with the wrong intent. Wow. The right action with the wrong intent. So, you know, and I'm 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 proud to let people know that because and, I, and I'm glad that you pointed that out in the, you know, uh, read it in the book because it's, it's real important. It's like it's a it's a conflict is, it, you know, how is this possible? How because, is it possible? Yeah, because, you know, we hear our preachers and our leaders tell us, you know, if you tithe, the Lord is going to bless you, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, bring your tithes and offerings and, you know, you won't have room to receive. Just prove me and test me and all of that. Uh, I did that, but there was no expectation. See, I had no expectation for the tithe and offering, but I just wanted to, in my mind, be right with God, at least uh, uh, kind of like, okay, God's not going to strike me down for not, you know, not paying, paying my, my tithe. T- not paying my tithes and giving <laughs> my my offerings. Right. Yeah, it's oh, like right. an obedience to self. Oh. You just, you, you do it the way you want to do it, even though you're doing what you're asked to do, but you mm-hmm. do it the way you want to do it. Right. And, you know, and, this is, this is good because there are so many listeners mm-hmm. listening to you all talk right now who are faithful tithers. They give mm-hmm. their tithes, they give their offerings, but they are, are drowning in debt. Yeah. Right. And that's not according to God's will. Yes, he gives us the 90% to do what we want to do, but he expects us to be good stewards. That's right. That's right. Over what he has placed and what has God placed in our hands. He expects us to be good stewards over that. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Much is given and much is required. I always, uh, you know, tell people that God is trying to give you more so that you can do more. Oh, wow. For the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that we, you know, we're, we're just called to be good stewards. And and so uh, Dolores and I, we live in the overflow. We live in the abundance. 
you know, we're not we're not corrupting our, our our seed. There is harvest, and the Lord allows us to take some of that that harvest. You know, to to take care of our our, our affairs, our home, and, and and those types of things. But 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 basically, the money that He gives us, we actually we 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 also sow into ministry, sow into the men and women of God, sow into the things of God. Mm-hmm. That is so important, and God honors that. He honors that. We're evidence of it. All right. And we help and we serve. You know, right. you, you can also serve, right. serve with the funds, serve with your finances. And we teach. We we feed people. We don't give them. Well, like Gary, he used to give the fish away. Just give the fish. Oh, fish, fish, fish. But now we actually feed them. We teach them how to fish. All right. We feed them information. We feed them uh, understanding and wisdom. We feed them knowledge. We feed them our testimony. So that they understand that it's real. It's real and that God is real in this process, that he wants to be a part of our lives. He wants to be in our finances. He wants to be a part of our whole lives. We said we want God to come and heal us for, you know, any type of sickness or illness. We want him to help the marriages. We want him to save the children. But we don't want him to come and and help us with the money. My goodness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's self-serving, (laughs) self-serving. This is good. Oh my goodness, this is good. And I know my listeners are being blessed by you two on today. Thank God for you. What does it mean? Listen, let me ask you a question here. What does it mean when you say the borrower is a slave to the lender? Oh boy. Oh boy. That's where the relationship gets real bad. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you, you get to hide from folk, you know, oh. people that <laughs> What, what, wait a minute, you, you, you get to hiding from folk? Get to hiding, yes. You it's know like, how they get those cars when you owe, owe the, the, the uh-huh. and you try to hide the car from the repo man? That's and right. Take That's the right. car and you park it behind somebody's house. And- there you go. There you go. There you go. It, it even goes so far as, uh, you know, being uh, hiding from your own family members if you owe them some money. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it's hard to look them in the face and uh, talk about uh, going to Jamaica or going to the Bahamas or or putting uh, you know pictures out on uh, or Facebook and all that about a good time when you owe someone. So it changed that it changed the mechanics, the dynamics. Of, yeah, the dynamics, the dynamics of a relationship, you know, uh, between uh, two two people. You know, I had borrowed some money from my mom uh, <laughs> during this time, and uh, and. I didn't avoid her, but, you know, she would mention to me about the money and tell me <laughs> and tell me, you know, pay it back when I when I have the opportunity to pay it back. And but she kept reminding you. There yes. you go. Yeah, she, she kept did. reminding it. And something inside of me uh, just it just kind of like turned my stomach because I knew that I owed I need to return the money, which I owed. I mean, which I had borrowed from her. And um, and so. That dynamic changed. I didn't avoid her, obviously, but I didn't like the the conversation. I may have Let the me ask you a question on that and your mother. What was it your mother always said about money? And I know every time she mentioned to you about the money that you owed her, that came up in your mind. What was it that she said? That that real good knowledge. Oh, that knowledge was, yeah, she's talking about you don't, you don't spend more than what you make. Oh, yeah, you don't he spend leaned more than what you make. He leaned in to, to hear this yeah, wise, yeah. wise counsel she was about to give him, like, don't don't spend more than what you make. She said, I know how you can stay out of yeah. debt. You just don't spend more than what you make. Yeah, All it's, right. it's, yeah it's a simple mathematical equation. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, everyone knows that uh, one plus one is two. But everyone, everyone also know that one minus two is a minus one. You're in the red. Mm. You know, it's a it's a simple uh, uh, calculation or computation, but so hard for us to follow. Yeah, and the supernatural the supernatural expands your money. You can't explain it. You can't measure it. You can't even predict it. But when you're doing the right thing, and your heart is correct. Your heart is right. Your intentions are what they're supposed to be. Your expectation is right with God. Then supernaturally, he provides in a way that you just can't even explain. And that's how when someone is tithing and they are sowing and they are giving, and yet it's not happening. Like I said, that self that self-servancy is what's happening. But at the same time, when you're doing it with the right heart, the Lord will, he just, he will send extra. He will give you more right. than what you can even make. It's not about your paycheck. 
Mm-hmm. It's not about the amount of money that you make, or it's not even about even the plan that you have necessarily, because God's strategy is far greater than ours, mm-hmm. but he will give us that strategy. We just have to get with him, get on the same page with him, follow that word, understand what the word says, mm-hmm. and that money will get expanded. All it will right. get, I mean, it grows somehow. It comes, it comes just, it just showers down. It's amazing. It, it is amazing. Supernatural, supernatural giving. Supernatural God increase. gave us supernaturally. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Listen, um, you all have been talking and you've been talking good and giving us good information. And we're it, but we are interested in knowing how do we get out of all the all of this debt that we have gotten ourselves into? What do we do? Tell us the Burgesses, what did you do? What plan did you have? What outline? What did you do to get yourself? <laughs> we want to know. Encouraging minds want to know what yeah. did you do to get out of all of this debt and to to be financially stable, like we hear you are now. Yeah, there's a it, it's a, a two part uh, 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 answer. You know, there's the practical things in which we can do. Uh, and then there's the, the, the part that God's going to do. So we call it our part, you know, and God's part. Mm-hmm. And the first thing um, that we did was we had to acknowledge the problem. You know, for me, I had to acknowledge I had a problem. I had a money management problem. You know, I had to look in the mirror at the guy in the mirror <laughs> and, 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 and admit that I'm not that good with finances. It so may you have- had to do an AA in finance. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> AA in finance. <laughs> That's right. So it starts there. It starts there. And then and then it's the renewing of the mind. You know, yeah. you have to have a, a, a transformation, a change of your mind. Uh, we can't continue to do the same thing over and over again. And that's how I found myself. You know, it was we got out of debt one time before through like working, you know, uh, uh, uh Uh, a couple of jobs and part time and all that kind of stuff on our own ability. But I came into the understanding that it was God who was going to render us debt free because he was going to supernaturally do it. At that time, I didn't know how because God, you know, his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. And he can just snap a finger and it can happen or he could take us through a process and it could still happen. And then the next thing um, is that you know, really, we just had to, to 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 face what we call the giant. You know, just just look at those that pile of bills. For me, all the bills went into a Kroger bag uh, wow. that was just piling up over and over. And when I came into the knowledge that it was God that was going to render us debt free, that was empowering. So I needed to face you know those bills, face those uh, uh, bill collectors, make those calls. You know, write down everything uh, uh, that I owed each and every person, including my mother, you know, just write it all down. Um, IRS debt, uh, loans and, and mortgages and second mortgages and taxes and all of that stuff, write it down and know exactly where we stand. Because guess what? Uh, I come into the understanding that God works through people and if someone was to come to me and ask me, well, how much Gary do you owe? And let's just say I said, well, I only owe 50,000 when I really owed like 250,000. Wow. The man of God or the woman of God could bless me and I would be shortchanging God. You would miss $200,000 because you didn't, you weren't honest. Mm-hmm. Right. I wasn't honest and I wasn't prepared. Mm-hmm. I didn't know exactly what I owed mm-hmm. and to whom. So the man of God is just going to God is just sending a man or woman of God to the next person to bless because God is always looking for a blessing and he used people. And we have heard this happen. I mean, we have testimony of people who have told us just that an uncle, an aunt, a stranger. You just never know how God is going to bless you. So it's important to know what you owe, you know, facing a giant and getting organized because we serve a God that uh, is of decent and in order. And then the next thing is just, you know, basically in terms of our part is uh, coming up with a strategy to, 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 to repay, you know, your creditors and things like that and stop using credit cards, mm. you know, and, 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 and get a budget. What? <laughs> stop using credit cards and get a budget, <laughs> get a budget, Cut something, something that's reasonable that you can, 
you know, you can live by, but you got to be honest with yourself. And a budget is, you know, it has to be a living, working budget. So that was helpful. So those are the things that that, that we can do and, you know, start to make some leeway with uh, paying, you know, paying off your debt. And All it, right. So you said the first thing um, we must do is acknowledge that we do have a debt problem. Yes. To thine own self, be true. Mm-hmm. Realize that you do have a debt problem. And then after that, you've got to write it down, write down every bill that you owe. Yeah, you got to face the giant. Acknowledge the problem, then face the giant. In other words, start answering that phone. Stop ignoring those calls. Stop, go, uh, stop let's say, stop ignoring the mailbox. <laughs> yeah. Stop throwing the bills over there in that big pile over there. In the Kroger bag. The bag. That's right, in the Kroger bag, right? That's acknowledging the giant. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, absolutely. And then get a strategy. Mm-hmm. Right. Get a strategy of how you're going to with what God has placed in your hands. What are you going to do uh, with what's in your hands in faith, in trust in the Lord to pay your creditors? Now, you may say, well, it's no way that I can pay all my creditors, but you can pay uh, uh, something. I mean, even if you only make five dollars a week. You know, you can designate after you, you know, you return of your tithe, uh, a portion of it you can send, even if it's a penny or two. Uh, and, and also communicate with your creditors. You know, I've done a show. I've written a lot of letters to just to let them know uh, that I'm taking responsibility of that which I owe because I borrowed it, <laughs> the money. So if I borrowed it, I ought to pay it back. It's my responsibility to pay it back. And uh, so that's where, you know, that's where it it starts. But you do it in faith. But for me, it was like, well, God got my back because he said (laughs) that he was. God got your back on the bills that you you made and the bills you won't pay back. Yep. But that's that's a loving God. That's the type of God that who has created us. He loves us unconditionally. You know, you know, we we mess up a lot and I messed up a lot. (laughs) But that's the God. So once I got that into my understanding into uh, to, 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 to the knowing of it, man, I was walking around as if I wasn't even in debt. I was, you know, I'm walking around like, you know, here we are, $147,000 worth of, this is just the consumer debt. Mm. And I'm walking around like we're not in debt anymore with a smile on my face telling the world what God is going to do for me before it even happened. My Lord. Yeah, the shift came in trusting God versus trusting the paycheck. Right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Trusting God mm-hmm. versus trusting the paycheck. Yeah. yeah. Because trusting God can handle what the paycheck can't handle. Come on now. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That's it. But I must Hallelujah. tell you that um, we owed one hundred and forty-seven thousand. But but he, but but here's the kicker: mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't pay dollar for dollar one hundred and forty-seven thousand dollars. One hundred forty-seven thousand dollars to get out of debt. We only paid about a quarter of it. Wow. Because yeah. the and super you said, and you did that by by writing, uh, you know, uh, some settlement letters, uh, right. you know, just based on the money that we had, and it becoming a uh, a sense of urgency because God said to get out of debt quick. <laughs> but we came to the understanding of knowing bad debt and delinquent debt or charge off debt can be settled for pennies on the dollar. So we just made some, um, you know, some. Um, uh, some offers to settle the debt. And to, I shouldn't say to our surprise because with God, all things are possible, but they've been, it was amazing. It, yeah, it was, was amazing. amazing to us. Right. It was a miracle. Yeah. So and, when you, when you, when you made, when you contacted your, 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 or who you owed the money to, mm-hmm. you give them, gave them an amount that you wanted to settle with and they accepted it. Yes. yes, they accepted yes. it. It was like, uh, this is what God has said. Here's the pot of money of what we have in this short period of time. And uh, and, and, and God said there's a sense of urgency to get out of debt. <laughs> so we were, you know, we were sincere and in earnest about what it was that we had and um, even reconciled some old debt that we really didn't even have to pay. It was already wow. discharged, but God said pay that too. Mm-hmm. You know, so so we we did that as well. But um, and in addition to that, all along while we were doing our part, God started giving us additional 
IT contracts just out of the woodwork. You know, uh, a client would call or a new customer would call and say, hey, I had this short uh, uh, contract for, you know, a, a couple of months. Do you, you know, can you handle this? Can you do this? And it was just extra money all coming in all at the same time. You know, it was just like a, a, a I don't know, a snowball effect where the snowball you know, starts off small and just got got bigger and bigger and bigger in a momentum. And uh, 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 see, so you see how excited I'm getting just thinking about it. But windows uh, of heaven just opened yeah, it just up. Opened up. Yeah, the windows of heaven just opened up. And mm-hmm. um, there's so much that had happened. You know, some of the bills, medical bills while my wife was dealing with breast cancer. And, mm-hmm. and, and those, you know, those creditors don't care that my wife was in a recovery. Uh, they were still calling and trying mm-hmm. to hammer on her. They were still and calling. Wanted their money. Oh, yeah. Right. Wanting their money. But but, but but God was able to soften the heart of some of those uh, yes. those medical folks who were calling and accepted or made offers. We didn't even solicit even, the offers. Exactly, they just they, offered the offer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so, but that's God. That's that's God talking to people. And you know, when people say, "Well, I don't know why I'm doing this for you," you know, I don't know why I'm doing this, but mm-hmm. today's your lucky day, and all that. You know, we learn to keep our mouth shut because we know it's just God just moving on. They just our let God handle it. That's, that's right. right. That's right. That's it. That that's the part about in all that ways acknowledge Him. Mm-hmm. And he right. will direct our prayer. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that it's the church's responsibility to teach people on money management and how to handle what's in their hands? You know, it seems uh, that if people are taught, listen, if people are taught the importance, how important it is in managing their money more wisely, then they will grasp the principle of giving more with joy. You know, it's 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 a bad thing when when you're pastor stands in the pulpit and he's making the plea for such and such amount, you know, give such and such amount, and you are just sad and depressed because you can't give it. But do you think this is something, this is an area that the church should teach about managing our money so we can give even at the church with joy? Oh, absolutely. I think the church should teach whatever the word of God says, period, you know, from beginning to end. And we know that money is taught in the Bible. So, yes, I also think, too, that when 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 it's taught, I think it needs to be taught from the perspective of the person being the one in relationship with God and not for the purpose of giving to the church for this or for that or for this thing. I think, you know, once once they understand that they are in relationship with God, not in relationship to the pastor because the pastor wants this, people have that thinking, you know, they think ill of it because they don't want to let it go. (laughs) But if it's taught from the perspective of this is your relationship with God, this is how the Lord blesses you. This is why you need to understand what the Lord says about his money. Of course, that he wants to bless you with teaching it in the context of people being able to understand it for themselves in that individual relationship. I think that it will change things. I think people will be more freely to give. They'll be more open to give. And, And I know every church doesn't teach it that way. But, you know, we've just had so many situations where it's gone wrong over here and over there. And people get into that mode of thinking that, you know, oh, well, that they just want my money. They're just asking for this or asking for that. And uh, I just think that there's a way to teach it from the perspective of people understanding how it benefits them, that it's because of the relationship that they have with God. And that's why this money is important. That's why it's it's important to give. It's important to help build the kingdom. It's important to you know, to, 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 to actually assist the church, to make sure that the church runs in the way that it's supposed to. Many people aren't taught that necessarily in the form that they understand it from that degree. You know, and a lot of, of people say, well, all the preacher want is he just want all your money. That's uh-huh. all they want is all, all. But when when they're taught, just like you're saying, it's, it's a relationship with it's God. Relationship. Yes. Yes. So you give because God is in relationship with you is give because he said, if you give, I'll give back to That's you. That's right. More and I won't just give. I'll give it to you in abundance. That's if we right. begin to realize this, don't worry about And I'm going to say this. Don't worry about what's going to be done with the money right. when you give it. 
That's right. You just be obedient to God. Yeah. And let God handle all of that. You just do what it is that God has told you to do. I believe this should be taught in the church. Mm -hmm. They they tell the people, oh, it's a millionaire sitting up in here. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know how to manage what that $50 that you have, why would God give you a thousand? Come on now. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to learn how to manage our monies. And, you know, you all have been talking to us about uh, how the, your, your bills have been paid and how your money is released. What are you all doing with all of that extra money? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We're doing more, uh, doing more, doing more in ministry, um, yeah. you know, just basically uh, also, like I, I mentioned earlier, being in a ready state to be deployed with our finances. Uh, for whatever God tells us or directs us to do. You know, in addition to that, we, you know, we've developed um, uh, uh, savings as well as uh, sowing into our retirement Mm -hmm. uh, through investing. No, because we're entrepreneurs, yeah, we're you know, entrepreneurs, that, that's, that's, right. that's one thing that we have to do mm-hmm. to, to prepare for our futures. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in addition to that, um, you know, we're paying our bills, our, our day-to-day bills, you know, to have a balanced uh, uh, money management system, if you will, you know, you, you should be saving some, uh, you should be giving some, you know, which we certainly do return back our tithes and, and, and give and sow seed, uh, investing. Uh, as well. So, you know, those are, you know, those are some, some, some core things. So that's what we're doing. We also uh, just, um, just, just ready to, you know, to, to, to ready some good, to bless. Yeah. To be a, some good service to, you know, who, who's ever in, in, in need. We also support outreach uh, ministries um, mm-hmm. as well, sending um, missionaries, uh, you know, to Africa. And in addition to that, uh, just corporately, you know, teaching, you know, we, we, we're big on teaching the word of God and these workshops that we uh, perform around the country. You know, there's a just just a, a small fee, obviously, right now because of COVID. We, you know, we've been uh, doing it virtually, but there's a small fee. But when we do, you know, travel, it 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 supports you know the the, the contributions and donations, and then just our earnings from our secular jobs support. Uh, support our ministry, our, our activities that God is uh, sending us out to do. So mm-hmm. God gives us more because he requires more of us. All right. All right. And, and we give to our tribe too. you know, Triaction is, is a ministry, but those that follow us that are there with us, we <clears> give back to them too. We help them understand that if you have something that you want to develop or you want to actually apply that, that people can use and that kind of thing, we help people work through that process. And if it requires some level of investment or to even help them get ahead, we're opening and listening for God to direct us in that too. So we, we give back to the folks that follow us and that, that uh, are actually contributing to our ministry as well. You know, we let them know that we see you and we want you to be doing just as well as we are. We don't mm-hmm. we don't want you sitting out there just hearing us, just receiving and you right. don't your life doesn't change. Your That's life right. doesn't elevate or anything like that. You know, we we help them understand that we're for you. We're for right. you in every way that we can possibly be. Yeah. In in that amazing when God bless your life, then you want others to be blessed too. That's right. Right. God has blessed your life, and then what God has placed in your bellies and in your hearts, you give it out to other people Mm -hmm. so that they also can be blessed. Pastor Dolores, let me ask you a question. Yes, ma'am. How long did it take for you? Now listen. Okay, I'm listening. You're making me nervous. I'm I'm listening. You this question, (laughs) and I want you to be be honest with us. All right. (laughs) Okay. Pastor Gary was the reason that you all were in this financial problem. Uh, Mm -hmm. Pastor Gary, I mean no offense now. (laughs) (laughs) None taken. Like I said up front, we know this story well. Yes. All right, but listen. How long did it take you to trust Pastor Gary again with money and paying the bills? <laughs> I get that question a lot. I really do. Well, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I know, right? I know. Well, you know what? And my answer will likely surprise you. Uh, but I tease him and I say, you know, I think it took about 40 days. You know, he's like, 40 days? <laughs> <laughs> He's 
said, man, you put me in the wilderness. <laughs> but <laughs> but I tell you, um, like I said, I I I knew because of my own situation. The both times we were dealing with debt, both times I was dealing with breast cancer. I mean, it's just the story is just it's just amazing to even know and understand. So God's grace had been extended to me already because he had saved my life one time before. Yes. Yes. Now I'm going through the second. Thank God. Thank God. You know, and I'm going through this second diagnosis. And here we are in this. I mean, really in the pit of this whole debt thing, because we, we had what, three households at that time. And we had we had brought in our niece uh, who was we had two kids in college. And I mean, out of one out of state in California, this is crazy. It was just stuff that we were just doing. But uh, here I am. I'm in bed. I, I And my treatment is much worse than what it was the first time. So I'm doing chemo. I've got radiation, all of this. God is continuing to just show me grace and mercy. Yes. So it was me. He used me to even put the word of God in relation to finances in front of Gary because I was up at 3 a.m. one morning watching, you know, the infomercials. And then Creflo Dollar's book came on this infomercial. I said, you should get that book because it's about God's way, getting out of debt God's way. So the Lord used me in that way to get that word in front of him. It I did not actually ever stop trusting him. All right. Now, if you ask me if I was disappointed, yes. Right. If you ask me if I lost a little confidence in him or any at all, I would say yes. If you ask me if I was angry, if you ask me if I was pissed off, if you ask me all those things, yes, very emotional about it. Right. But it, it didn't last long either. That was just the emotional aspect of hearing it from the perspective of, wow, I had no idea. I cannot believe we're in this condition. You know, we're in this position. But I never really stopped trusting him because when he came to me, when he was really trying to, to get a grip on this thing, you know, that was being done in earnest. So I had the grace to extend to him because I had a whole lot of grace sitting in my chest. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I had a whole lot of uh, forgiveness and understanding because I knew how God worked. So uh, it was for me to support him, not right. to, uh, to to slander him or not to make him feel bad or to re- steal his dignity or, or anything like that. That wasn't my place. I could have said a whole lot of things. I could have made a whole lot of useless threats or maybe even, you know, decided I was going to leave or whatever. None of that ever entered. My couples have got to work together. Yes, you've got to learn first of all. Okay, let's get the word of God down first. Women, I'm just going to say this, wives and husbands, we need to understand submission. Let me just say that too. Both sides. Both sides. Absolutely. The word of God tells us both. We've got to. Okay. And then the other thing is we need to, we need to have the conversation. If you're not already there, but I understand many people are, have the conversation about what your money values are. What are the core values? What is your value system? Gary and I had a very, very different value system. We grew up poor, but in different situations. He grew up in a project. I grew up in a single family home, but we both were poor, if you will. My mom taught me to save something. Just say, if you you got a quarter, save a nickel. If you got a dollar, save a dime. She didn't know she was teaching me tithing or the aspect of tithing at that time, but that's what she taught me. Always be able to have some kind of money in your pocket. Gary grew up where there was no money. There was no money. So that's why he didn't have any attachment to it or any understanding of it because there was no money. So once we started having a conversation about what our money values were and what we were taught growing up, it was clear to see why we were in the position that we were in. Mm-hmm. So if if the husbands and the wives can have that conversation, meaning it's got to be an open conversation because you can't blame one or the other, but you got to be open to hear what the other has to say. Because I had credit cards, too. So there was some of that debt was mine. It's just that what I had was was manageable, but still we didn't need it. You know what I mean? So there were things that I did that uh, contributed to this situation. So when you have the conversation, understand the difference in your value system, then you can come together with that strategy that we talked about with the plan and whoever has to do the supporting, whether it comes from both sides or one side, just do it. Do that. And see the thing through. And when you come out on the other side, I'm telling you, it is it is just the most awesome testimony that you could ever tell anybody. My, 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 my. Listen, Pastor Gary. Yes. You know, we have um, listeners that are listening today. 
Uh We have men that are listening. We have women that are listening. What would your younger self, listen, what would your younger self do differently? Can you talk to somebody? Somebody that's coming up, you understand, they've made mistakes, they've made errors, they've done things that they shouldn't have done. But what would your younger self do differently before, listen, (laughs) before getting married, had you had known what you know now? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I've given some thought about that. Um, you know, it's, it's so hard. There were so many things in my upbringing, um, growing up poor, uh, not having any money at all. (laughs) And, uh, so, you you know, not knowing anyone who, who, who actually had money. Uh, so that, that was real difficult, but I think what I would have done, um, differently now that I know uh, is is really to to take some money management skills. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I had learned in high school was really to reconcile a checkbook. But you know, when I grew up, it was like there's no you know no possibility that you're going to have money. I didn't I, I wasn't able to see things like see that I could be successful uh, uh, or or see that I could be a business owner or see that I could be a doctor or a physician or a banker or anything like that. Um, but that's what I would probably, you know, just just really um, recommend. And that's uh, even good advice, you know, now mm-hmm. that people need to do get some some money management skills. Right. Yeah. Right. Go somewhere. Call somebody. We we need to ask pastors even to call someone in <laughs> to teach this to their congregations. Yes. My goodness, so many marriage money in the marriage is almost the the, the main problem yeah. Yeah. that couples have because you have some that have never learned how to manage mon- manage money, then you're going to have someone who wants to spend all of the time and mm-hmm. then they end up in divorce court when all they needed was a little teaching yeah. right. what to do with the worst problem every marriage is going to have mm-hmm. and yep. that's money. Yep. Yep. Yeah. This has, listen, this has been good and this has been very informative to uh, my listening audience. I love something that you said in the closing of your book. You said you must keep seeking God for his exactness and guidance. And then you just put the word pray there. Prayer and reinforcement of the word will shield and strengthen you. Oh, this is good. So, so this, this, I'm this whole book, I, I've talked about debt cancellation, a call to action. This book is good, and you need to go out and purchase this book. Debt Cancellation, A Call to Action. Go on Amazon.com uh, and purchase this book. Uh, go on their website, www.tryactionlifecenter.org. Again, that's action A-C-T-I-O-N, Life. L-I-F-E Center, C-E-N-T-E-R dot org and purchase this book. It's going to bless your life. Debt cancellation of call to action is awesome. It's amazing. It's a God sent book to help us all in getting out of debt. Again, Pastor Dolores and Pastor Gary, thank you for joining me on the Matters of the Heart. And thank you, my listening audience, for listening in. Remember, for the next few Fridays, we're going to be talking about debt cancellation and money money management. What's that?
that in your hand. Let's talk. We even have an episode. Listen, we didn't forget about our, even our children. And um, because um, Pastor Dolores was talking about how her mom taught her to save something. If it's nothing but five cents, save it. So we're going to even have an episode for our children. It's called Kids Cash. And I want you to tune in as we bring another inspiring episode that's going to bless you. It's going to bless your children. But you've got to listen in. Listen in. Amen. Again, thank you, Pastor Dolores and Pastor Gary, for joining me on uh, on this episode of Money Management and getting rid, rid of that devil debt. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. It was yeah. a pleasure. God bless you. So yeah, now tune in as we bring another inspiring and uplifting word that will equip, empower, support, and change your life. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. And I speak sweet peace today, a peace that passes all understanding. Now, until next time, God bless you and God keep you is my prayer. <laughs>